Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. The next question is from Mr. Blank. What specifically are the issues you would like to see fixed by Coach Morris and the rest of the coaching staff moving forward? Which problems have become the most disturbing for you? Uh, it's called lack of winning. Uh, it's called lack of winning. Lack of winning. Lack, 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 lack of winning. Yeah! You're listening to the What's Up Falcons podcast with Rock Hoop Q, Aries Falcon. And keeping it sexy, LG. What's up? What's up? What's up? And welcome to the What's Up Falcons podcast. My name is Rock, and I'm joined with my boy Q in the house. What's going on, Q? Man, I can't call it, but it's good to talk to you, fellas. Indeed, man. Good to hear from you. And uh, we're also joined all the way from the West Coast with the notorious vid maker, Mr. Aries Falcon. What's up, Aries? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, man, what it is, what it does, what it do. Oh, it's doing I a lot. The old in with the new. <laughs> <laughs> yup. <laughs> that was a good one. <laughs> out with the old and in with the new. That's, yeah, that's, that's pretty much what it is, man. Um, you know, it's, it's the, the rebuild has officially begun. You can hear him right now. Rebuild it. It's, uh, it's, it's not, it's not good. It's not good at all. It's not yeah, well, good. Arthur Blank made some comments on AJC. I'll wait and, yeah, we'll and, talk, and talk about, about it later, but he, he mentioned Matt as far as this rebuild goes and yeah. Yeah, it's not sounding good. Well, I mean, I I would I would have to agree with him. I mean, if if a new coach and new GM, you know, wants to bring in somebody new, who is he? Who is he to stop that process? I mean, even though he wants Matt there for his whole career, but I mean, you can't say no. This guy stays, and then expect them to to change the way they, you know, what I'm saying that the, 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 the uh, culture is right. in, in that locker room. So, no. you know, putting handcuffs on a coach isn't going to work. I hear you, man. Hey, we're gonna we're gonna don't, get in all that, don't, man. Don't tell that. Don't tell that to the coach in Dallas. But go ahead. <laughs> yeah, we're, we're, we're gonna, we we got a lot to talk about, Phyllis, and that's definitely the big thing. But but before we get into all that, I want to thank everybody for checking us out. The What's Up Falcons podcast, and also outside of Falcons news, uh, we have to say give a shout out to Mr. Q. Mr. Q had a birthday apparently a couple days ago. So happy belated, Q. We didn't know. Oh man, your boy getting old, getting old, getting you old. Officially a <laughs> man, I got that. I got that AARP card. That's what I was going to ask. Did you get your magazine yet? <laughs> no, not yet. I'm waiting on it. I haven't got mine yet. I told, I told the, I told my wife when she turns forty, I'm gonna trade her in for two twenties. 
she, she's probably like, good luck with that. Yeah, it's COVID. <laughs> it's going to be hard to do. <laughs> but cool, man. Yeah, so happy birthday, Q. Um, Appreciate it, fellas. I, sh- I, wanted, I should have posted it on the Twitter when I found out, but uh, I figured we'd put it on the podcast. I can't tell my age. People are going to be like, he's that old and that's that damn silly. They're going to be shaking their heads like, <laughs> They're like, yeah, that's about right. <laughs> <laughs> but all right, y'all, uh, we'll get into it. And we want to thank everybody for checking us out. You know where you can hit us up at, at what's up Falcons. Uh, at what's up Falcons on Twitter and at what's up Falcons.com and exclusively at Armchair All American. All right, fellas, uh, we're going to get into it. You know, I figure we start off with, you know, a little overview of the big news and then we'll run through real quick with the good bad and ugly of what happened in the game and then the rest of the show we can talk about the big news but uh yeah man but you know long story short and in a, in, a, in a nutshell you know arthur was like damn monday you gotta go you gotta go now and not just you dq he's cleaning house and uh he's done with all the choking man so uh you know we all called it and we knew it was going to happen, but, you know, some people thought it was going to happen at the end of the season. You know, some people said, you know, it should have happened a year ago, two years ago, but he, he did it. So um, we'll we'll talk more about that a little later. But um, but uh, let's, let's just run through the good, bad and ugly real quick of this game and then we can jump into that. Is that cool with you fellas? All right. Cool. All right. We'll get in. With the good, the bad, and ugly of the Carolina game, which we got beat uh, and put us 0 and 5, and uh, it was 16 to 23. Q, what was your good out of that game, the Panthers game? <laughs> Quite honestly, my good of that game, man, was uh, we finally had a game where the outcome of the game got some heads rolling because we've been waiting for this for a while. Right. So, you know, I, you know, I'm sure there's some other goods you could find, but the only good of this game is we finally, you know, nobody wants to hear about anyone losing their jobs, but it was time to move on and move forward. Right. So finally, the outcome of a game, or maybe it was in what it, it probably wasn't the outcome of this game. Right. It's probably the outcome of a bunch of games added up, and this was just the last one. Oh yeah. But it was um, it was a good game in the fact that when the game was over, the rumors started moving around that uh, we're going to move on and, and try to find somebody else next season to take us to the promised land. And I think we got a I got think we got a team that we could do it with, but we just need leadership, man. Right. Dan Quinn was a good leader, but he didn't have any control of that defense. And I thought he was supposed to be a defensive guy. So, right, Aries, what about you, man? Any good from that Panthers game? I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna spare my, you know, what I'm saying hoop and and say Todd Gurley. You know, that would have been my good. That would have been my good if. It's just he put down some nice runs, and you know it was like okay, okay. He 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 still got a little bit, but I mean you you could tell that's not the Todd Gurley from when he was first started with the Rams. But I mean he's he's still there. He still got that you know what I'm saying breakaway speed and and the ability to you know what I'm saying break tackles in the open field. So right, I was impressed. I was impressed. 
All right, cool. And uh, yeah, I was going to piggyback off that as well, man. Um, yeah, you know, I was going to get my good to Todd Gurley as well because, you know, the addition of Todd Gurley fixes our red zone problems, you know? Do y'all agree with that? Somewhat, yeah. And Somewhat. Uh, I don't know about all that. Well, for the most part, you know, and, you know, DQ might have kept his job if they <laughs> hadn't switched to... You know, throwing the ball, passing right at the end when Ty was on the run was, you know, so I don't know. But but I do think he kind of fixes our, at least this season, for the the most part, fixes our red zone problems or puts a good band-aid on it. It might have been the weekend for for washed up running backs (laughs) because uh, free went off. Free went off, too. Hmm. I didn't even see anything about free, so that's interesting. Yeah, he was either on Monday night or something. He was on one of the games. The schedules are getting so crazy. I can't remember what games are played when. It appears next week we got the Kansas City Chiefs and the Buffalo Bills playing Monday night football at 4.30 Eastern time. So what's going on? Well, it's going to be a good game now. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I want to give it also a, uh honorary honorary good to uh, – I just want to shout it out to, I hate to say it, Derek Cutter and, uh, and, um, and Ridley – because I thought they they called a pretty decent you know offensive game, and uh, you know he had uh, really out there showing up and give us a, give us a little more confidence that he can be you know the second Julio. So I just give them a good honorable mention for the decent play calling that he did against the Panthers. All right, let's go on to the bad. Uh, Aries, what was your bad of that Panthers game? Oh, wow. Um, so many things to choose from. It's, just, it's hard to pick a certain one. But I, I'm, I'm going to say the um, that run, that one run where it looked like Isaiah Oliver was a kid chasing his brick brother who, who, who stole his hat. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that, was, that, was, that was pretty bad. I mean, he looked like he was just, just one step ahead of him and just couldn't, couldn't catch him. It was just ridiculous. Like, why is this guy still out here? I get it. I the announcer it. actually said something about that. He said it was a, a a guy with four six speed chasing a guy with four one speed. Right. <laughs> yeah, but I think they put him out there because uh, Sheffield got injured, right? Yeah, but I mean, he. I, I mean, Isaiah. He, he, he's a nickel corner, so he he plays mostly inside the slot. Right. But I guess with with that that play, he just had to come off his guy and be made an example of. So that's, that was just ugly. Somebody had a I don't know who I saw a video on YouTube and someone kind of did uh, had the actual video and and pointed out what he did wrong and uh, he wasn't looking. He I think it was the uh, Randy on uh, one of the ninety two nine the game shows and they said Isaiah was looking at the wrong man he took his his eyes off his man and was looking at the quarterback too long and then when he did that the guy just blew right by him so he's just you know Isaiah just uh, he needs to go uh Q what was your bad well before I get to my bad did anybody see last night's game where um uh Josh Norman got thrown on his ass trying to make a tackle did y'all see that highlight yeah I saw it (laughs) Man, by Derek, by Derek Henry. So, yeah, man. I was like, oh my goodness. <laughs> you know what Derek Henry said about that, right? 
<laughs> what do you say out of here? He said you must have been curling too much, too hard. <laughs> I've been curling too hard, man. It just happened. <laughs> but yeah, man, that's I saw, funny. I saw that. But where's your bad? So my bad, my bad was uh, late in the game. I think I mentioned it on the uh, on the the show we did on Sunday. If anybody's been listening to that one, but you know it was uh, Matt started missing some passes late in the game. Yeah, and then and then also my bad bad was that uh that interception in the end zone. Yeah, that was gonna be uh, an ugly for me, but yeah, that was bad. What about you, Aries? I was uh, as far as ugly. A bad. Oh, you went bad. You went bad, right? Yeah, yeah, I went bad. All right, go ahead and put your ugly. Yeah, I'm gonna have to say that interception, man. Yeah, yeah that interception was. I mean, I, I, I get, I get this this situation. I, I, I watched it, and he was forced to get rid of it. But I just, well, I wouldn't have thrown it that way. Right. You know, and it's just he was covered really well. So yeah. All right. You know. Well, oh, I forgot. I didn't even do my bad, man. <laughs> my bad. All right, I'm going to tell you my bad, and Aries, you might not like this. But my bad is the lack of pass rush, rush that we don't have, and everything Tack McKinley. I'm sorry, man. Tack getting injured again. I'm just over everything Tack. I'm over his injuries. I'm over his bad attitude. <laughs> I'm over his quarterback pressures that he get without sacks. I'm over his grandma's painting. I'm just over that dude, man. <laughs> <laughs> I'm over it all, man. I mean, I wish him luck, whatever, you know, what he does, but I am over the tack experiment, man. I just got to say that. That last injury, I was like, that's, hey, you know, he can do whatever he wants, but I'm over it. Well, hey, hey, Big B's looked like hot garbage last night, too, so. Yeah. I'm sure he did. You watched that game. I didn't watch it, but I'm sure he did. Yeah, I didn't watch it. Uh, Q, How yeah. did you guys not watch Tuesday Night Football? Tuesday Night I, Football. I forgot it was on, to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> so did I. I just happened to be chilling and caught it. Well, I had to, like, flip back and forth. I was flipping between it and the Braves game and trying to cook at the same yeah. time. Yeah, I'm mad about my Dodgers, man. I'm like, what the hell's going on? What's going on? What's going on with, 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 with my Dodgers, man? You know, beat the Braves the last well, two years in the playoffs. <laughs> beat the Braves yeah, the last yeah, two yeah. years in the playoffs. It ain't over. Now, now, up, now, hey, now they hey, win eight. Hey, what the hell? Aries, they're up. Aries, they're up fifteen to one in the fourth. So they're good. They're good. <laughs> yeah, it ain't over, Aries. It's, it's good. <laughs> the, yeah, they're they're killing the Braves right now. For good. Remember, we, 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 they're playing a choke city team. So, uh, yeah, so I wouldn't give up on them so far. Uh, Q, what was your ugly? Uh, maybe the offensive line. I don't know, man. There's a lot of things that were ugly. Losing to the Panthers, I thought that was going to be our first win of the season. So, Negro Damas was wrong about that one. Whoa. I thought we'd be one and four right now. Right. So, Negro, Negro Damas was wrong. <laughs> He said this would be the first win we pick up of the season. Yep, he was wrong about that. But uh, all right, well, y'all have already mentioned my two ugly, so you know I was going to put Oliver. It's the worst corner in modern history. So um, 
either or that or Matt's ugly day. So we talked about both of those. Yeah. <laughs> All right, man. And you listening to the What's Up Falcons podcast? Hey, uh, Q, since uh, Hoops are here, you have a uh, injury report? The injury report. I do got a little bit of an injury report. Let me get to it. So, um, so we got Julio Jones still out. Um, Hawkins missed practice with Julio. So, um, I don't know how much that hurt, but Hawkins missed practice. Right. And then get uh, we had seven starters that were limited on Wednesday. <clears throat> Keanu Neal, uh, Dante Fowler, Gray Jared, Tack McKinley. Some of these guys played. Tight end um, Hayden Hurst, Russell Gage. A lot of those guys were banged up. But um, what about KZ? You know, you got uh, any update on KZ? I heard he was out done for the year. Yeah, yeah, he's done for the year. Um, I don't see anything on KZ in the notes that I got from Hoop that he stole from another website. But uh, <laughs> but um, I have heard that rumor as well. You just gonna put him on blast like that, huh? Damn. Yeah. <laughs> well, he's not here to defend himself. Exactly. But, I mean, a lot of injuries, especially in the secondary. I mean, the secondary is where we got the most injuries. We got like five dudes out, and the defense is just hurting. Yeah. And um, hopefully we see, hopefully we see uh, Julio back soon. But we'll have to wait and see about that. All right, all right, all right, man. He listens to the What's Up Falcons podcast. All right, fellas. So let's get into it. The big meat, the big news all week. Um, Falcons have made some major changes, man, in their coaching staff to start. Uh, so we can do this with an episode of Gotta Go, Gotta Go. Yeah, Gotta Go, Gotta Go. And they gone. <laughs> so if you, yeah. unless you've been on the rock, you you heard that uh, Arthur Blank brought the hammer down, man. And you can kind of tell he was going to if y'all saw him at the end of the game when they showed him on the field with his son. And then they showed Rich McKay. <laughs> and they showed um, Thomas. I was like, "Oh, it's going down! It is going down!" And uh, it did, man. So, uh, yeah, he fired uh, Quinn, which I'm sure a lot of people are happy about. Some people may not be. And he also fired Thomas, man. And uh, I mean, uh, you know, it, 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 we all saw the, the writing on the wall, man. It, you know, it, it. You know, it's crazy, but we did so. Uh, he Alter Blake called it. Someone asked him, uh, you know, what was the, what did he thought was the persistent problem of what was happening that led to this? And he said, I blank out front and said, uh, it's called lack of winning. I'm like, damn, Arthur, that's gangster. What do you guys that think was about gangster. that? <laughs> what y'all talk about? Thought about the whole firing of TD and uh, man? I'm telling you, man, Arthur Blake is an old mob boss. He just don't want to say nothing. <laughs> I'm starting to believe that, man. Well, I you... mean, it's from, from the suits to the, the you know what I mean? <laughs> hey, <laughs> he's an old school mob boss, man. He he's is. part of the Gotti family. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I can imagine, you know, how it went down. You know, he probably called him in the, uh, well. He was sitting in his chair. <laughs> and, 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 and Queen walks in. Yeah. He spins his chair around says, uh. 
Yeah, you gotta go. <laughs> Damn, you, you let me down, Dad. Yeah. <laughs> the Coleone wants to talk to you right now. Right. You. you let me down. You know, I gave you every chance in the world. And you didn't produce. I love you. The kiss of death. <laughs> you too, Thomas. But uh, yeah, that was gangster, man. What do you what do you think about it, Q? You saw, you know, we 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 talked about it on our um, our after show uh, last on Sunday. It was rumored, but it happened right after that. So, uh, any thoughts about it, Quinn and Thomas? I mean, I'm not surprised. I mean, it was time for both of them to go. We've been we've been sitting on our show for a while. Both of them need to go. But um, yeah, I mean, Arthur had this look in his eye on the sideline the other the other game. On Sunday, he just kind of had that look in his eye, man. I've seen him disappointed before, but he was disappointed. Right. I thought. Uh, I thought for sure. I think maybe. Uh, maybe that he thought that maybe they were going to pick up that win at home with fans in the stadium against the Carolina Panthers, and when it didn't happen, I think he just said, "Oh hell no!" They got to do what I got to do. Y'all messing with my bottom line. But I, I think he's I think he's a tough boss to work for. I said it before and you guys are like, oh no, he's cool. But I think he's a tough a tough boss to work for. I think he'll give you a little leeway, give you a little rope. But um but no, but I love Dan Quinn's enthusiasm, even though yeah. they were making bad plays, after bad plays, he was still trying to coach the people up. Yeah. I think he's using that Pete Carroll mentality. It was too little too late to try that to try that, man. He should have tried that a long time ago, man. Right. But I, I said it on the on the um Reaction show the other day, man. Um, you know, right. that Legion of Boom may not have been him. That just might have been the players he had, because he surely he surely didn't come here and replicate the Legion of Boom. That's true. He tried, but I think he was too, like a lot of people have been saying he may have been too much of a players coach, and uh, and not being more of a a leader coach as far as. Just because you from, go ahead, Aries. What from what I heard, I, I, I've been watching a few a few of the you know some broadcasts the NFL Network and like that, and they and they talked to a two former players of Dan Quinn, which I'm thinking was Devontae Freeman. That after that Super Bowl, yeah, they lost faith in the coach, like the brotherhood, is what Quinn like to call it, had died. Yeah, but that was so long ago. I mean, what the hell? Yeah, it's just years and years of hearing the same thing. It yeah. kind of falls on after a while. Yeah, yeah, it, 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 it was bad. And I heard it, the, it was it was bad. And I heard the exact same thing from another player, uh, Sean Witherspoon. They had an interview with him, which I posted on our Twitter site, and he pretty much said the same thing. He was like, after the Super Bowl, the kind of the whole brotherhood thing kind of stopped and fell apart. And the, all the rah-rah quote messaging stuff he was pushing, the, the fellas kind of tuned that out. So, yeah, I think that's exactly what happened. So I mean, it, it, it was time for it, it was a time it was time for a change after the year after the Super Bowl, right? After the, after after they lost to the Eagles is when Quinn should should have been let go then. Yeah, because. Uh, and some of the, the points I'll read out I'll tell y'all I'll say some key points y'all let me know what y'all think about it that led to this as far as Quinn not been able to turn it around one key point is accountability do y'all think that anybody he held anybody accountable of 
the mistakes they kept making. I don't think so. What about you, Q? Because of, because of him being a player's coach. Right. What do you think, Q? I agree with Aries. Man, I mean, you know, Vic got way too much time here on the roster. Should have been gone a long time ago. So I agree. Yeah, I agree too. Not enough accountability. I mean, getting into people's butts. And I heard another funny thing about that, too. A lot of the coaches that were left over from um, the Mike Smith days, the ones that we knew that would get into somebody's ass, like uh, Keith Armstrong and Brian Cox, all were let go by Quinn. Because I heard... Because he was too too hard. Yeah, and I heard that they were the ones that actually bucked back with Quinn, you know? They were having some disagreements, and those are the two that ended up getting... Canned. So a rumor has it. All right. And another thing, another key point I think that, uh, you know, had this thing fall apart was the communication. I've heard a lot of people say that a lot of the guys, especially in the defense, didn't understand the uh, the things that he was calling because he kept changing stuff up so much. And they just couldn't get a grasp of it. And if you look at the way that they were playing, it kind of makes sense. What do y'all think about that? As far as the defense, especially. I mean, if you're a defensive coach, I mean, you should have, you know, that's the one thing that, you know, if if the defense was playing well and the offense was sucking it up, I'd be like, yeah, no, I, I'd be like, man, let's maybe just give him another chance. Maybe we need to get a, a coordinator in here. But the defense is the main reason that we're in this mess right now. Right. And like you said, we we draft we tried to draft well in the defense, man, and you know even brought in some other guys. Some, you know we did some uh, some trading and and brought in some guys that we thought that would come help, and it still didn't work. But we all thought all these guys have talent, so it had to come down to some some lack of communication. What do you think, Aries? Or miscommunication? Aries here. Hello. Bueller. Maybe he's gone. Oh, okay. Might have fell off. We can keep going. All right. Well, the, the other key point is um, leadership, which, you know, I think we kind of mentioned that. I mean, he wasn't a, uh, a leader. He was pretty much like a comrade to him. Well, a fellow you know, a coach, a player's coach, you know, and uh, that's definitely he seen. Go ahead. Yeah, he, he basically tried to, at the end of it, he tried to turn into Pete Carroll, but he's no Pete Carroll, and, and that's where things start falling apart. And he focused on the defense and just been a defensive guy, maybe things were worked out, but he started becoming too much of a Pete Carroll, more of a motivator, and, right. you know, he needed to be more of a hold people accountable. I mean, you know, think about it at your job, what you do. You know, if you mess up, does somebody hold you accountable? Exactly. Or do they just go, oh, man, you messed up, but it's all right, Rock. It just cost us the, this or that, but it's all right. Exactly. You'll get it next time. You know, and it doesn't work like that in life. No. It doesn't work like that in the NFL. <laughs> you got to be held accountable. So all those penalties on the defense, you know, we never really saw anybody held accountable. They put the same players out there every week to get more and more penalties right. on those long passes from Drew Brees and and, not, and, and, and all the other quarterbacks we've faced. 
So, you know, but, I mean, that, that 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 goes for pretty much every quarterback in the league because because I mean, Aaron Rodgers is is known for throwing the deep ball just so he can get a PI call. So I mean, I mean, there's there's a lot of quarterbacks out there who throw it deep just for those PI calls. And when you have two rookie corners, mm-hmm. well, well, that's gonna that's gonna be a I mean, you know. I get it, but when's the last time Aaron Rodgers won a Super Bowl? I mean, you know. Hey, he wins games. He wins games. I'll give you that. But, I mean, that's part of the game plan, though. You know, that's part of the game plan, I think. Yeah, I mean, I mean, a lot of teams have that game plan when, when, when they're facing a team with, with rookie corners. Aaron Rodgers is also going to snap the ball quick when you're trying to switch guys out. So he can get that 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 penalty of too many men on the field. That's a, that's one thing Aaron Rodgers does very well. When you're switching guys out, Aaron Rodgers is lined up, and he'll tell his center, "Hike the damn ball," just so he can get that penalty. Right. Yep. Well, yeah, man. It, I mean, it, it was crazy. But, but, but that's part that's part of game planning, though. Right. You watch film, you know that you you know what Aaron Rodgers is gonna do. That's- just like we know it. They have to know it because Break. they study it. Break. We don't study it. We just see it on Sundays and go, huh, saw that before. But they're actually studying it. So, No, that's true, man. That's the, the mind-boggling part, I guess, for the fan base. We all see this. It seems like everybody's in the world who watched Falcons games, if you're a fan or not a fan, saw this whole thing happen from after the Super Bowl up until now. And you can't tell me that they didn't see it either. He just, I don't know what was up with Quinn, but for some reason he was so stubborn to do things his way, I guess, or because it didn't seem like they learned anything and tried anything different. Everything seemed so predictable. Like you said, if all of us can see what's happening or what they're doing and can predict that, it. That's, that's the OC too, though. That's the yeah. OC. Yeah. Yeah, well, of course, yeah, his ass definitely. I, I, I'm t- I don't like I don't like dirt. I, I, don't I, uh, I, I hope I hope when they do bring in a new coach, uh, he lets go of dirt. Well, let's talk about that for a little but bit. I'm, I'm I'm starting to say though, the play caller is there. I think because we've seen games where we put up numbers. This week it just it just happened to be. I think we only had seven points going into the half. I don't know how that happened, but. The play calling is there. I think it's just the, the offensive line let us down because Matt was trying to get rid of that ball and he was overthrowing and underthrowing and he just didn't look like Matt. Right. But, you know, maybe it was just an off game and everyone has an off game, but Matt didn't look like Matt. And uh, But I don't know if it's the play calling because the play calling in the first few games was on point. I mean, we put up enough points to beat the Cowboys. We put up enough points to beat the Bears. The defense is what let us down. Is it the, was it the play calling or the execution? I think it falls on both. Right. It's. it's I, I think I, the play calls. The, the play calls. They weren't executed right because of them being such easy easy plays. To I mean, as a defense, that's that's what you're looking at. You know, what I'm saying you're looking at who set up where and with, and you can pretty much guess which play is coming. So if if the plays don't confuse the. Uh, defense they're not going to work here's the thing that kind of irritates me too just while we're talking did anybody watch the last dance the documentary on the Chicago Bulls I saw most of it I didn't finish it but I saw most of it no I I haven't watched it yet alright so in that last that last series against Utah 
in that last game where the where the where the Bulls finished off Utah, Scotty was hurt. His back was hurt, and Scotty was like, "I can't go. I can't go." Michael said, "You're better on the court as a decoy than you are in the locker room or sitting on the bench." So he's like, "Just get your ass out here and and let's just try to do something." Does anybody feel like Julio just should have had his ass at this point? Julio should just be out there. Does he need to run a route and go full speed? No. But is Julio going to free up Calvin Ridley for Calvin Ridley to go the fuck off? Yes. No. No. That, okay, a defense can... Uh, it's different from basketball. Football, if... if I, mean, I you, get that. If you notice a receiver and he's not going 100% on and he's running his routes, you can pretty much say, okay, this is a decoy. So we're going to single cover him uh, until we need to do more. So they, they, they're going to have one guy on Julio and then still d- d- double team Ridley and Hurst and, and all that. But until Julio proves that he's he's a threat to their defense, th- th- then they adjust to it. So it's whether he was on there or not. So I'd rather him be on the sideline healing than being out there suited up and probably injure himself e- even more. I, I agree with Aries. I don't want Julio out there when it's the chances of us winning this I don't, game. I don't want him out there either, but if you could just line up and block a couple plays, maybe catch yeah, a bubble screen, something just simple, something just easy. I just feel like, you know, the last time we saw Julio in the Cowboys game, I mean, he was hurt. He was banged up. He kept going to the sideline to stretch his hamstring, but he kept coming in and making plays, and we scored points that game, and we maybe. probably could have won that game. Probably should have won that game. But maybe you overdid I, it, Q. Maybe you overdid it by doing that, yeah. playing hurt, and then they were like, "No, you need to just sit out, bro, because this could get really bad." I mean, no, I that, get it. I get basketball it. Basketball is what 130 something games or 100 and some games, so they can afford to, to, to sit out a couple weeks. 182 games, right? They can afford it. No, 80, 82 games. 82 games in the season. Is, is, okay, so they, they can afford to, 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 to sit out two, three weeks. And then come back 100. percent You know what I'm saying? With, with with football, you get 16 weeks. You know what I mean? So it, it, it's not much time. It, it, when you're hurt, you have to recover quickly and to get back out there to help your team. If if you're not 100, percent you're not helping your team. Point blank. Period. It's just that's just how it is. Yeah, I get it, man. But I've seen a lot of guys that weren't healthy that suited up and played. Well, Julio I just does thought that. maybe maybe that's what we needed, and I know Julio does that. But in the past couple of weeks, I, you know, I, I wasn't upset when he missed one week, right. but then when he missed the second week, I was like, man, he could at least suit up and just do something. They can work if the, if the offense gets creative, and you have a whole week to get creative. You could find a way to have Julio on the field, not touch the ball, not have to over exaggerate that hamstring injury, but draw the defense to him to free up somebody like a Ridley. But or, how is um, he not going to over overexert his hamstring when the whole the hamstring is the back of the leg and you have to run? If he's I, I, I mean, like I said before, if he's if he's not showing that he's a hundred percent on the field, they're not going to pay much attention to him. And then the risk of throwing him the ball, him getting hit and hurt, is, is even more. So that's just that does to me that doesn't make you, any you sense. Just, I, I rather him on the sideline. We got kids on my on my son's football team. They got hamstring injuries. We got them okay. out there, and we're taking okay. we're taking care of them. Hoop's son is one of them. We're taking care of them. I know they're kids, but I'm just saying there's ways 
to fool a defense. And these guys you can't compare record the games and they watch them too. Yeah, you can't. You I, know can't, you can't compare. I know you can't compare it, but I think this is your hundred million dollar receiver. This is your hundred million dollar receiver. I know he's hurt, play. but there's receivers he's out there playing banged up. Odell Beckham is playing banged up and still doing Odell, his thing right Odell, now. Odell Beckham is not Julio Jones. I don't know. I mean, <laughs> Odell, Beckham, we, uh, you can you can put it whatever you want, but if Odell I, Beckham in Atlanta would be Julio Jones. He just happens to be on the Cleveland Browns. No, no. Like I said, Odell's not Julio. If I was building a team and I had to pick a receiver first, I'm going Julio, hands down. I wouldn't go Julio because Julio showed me nothing but toe injury and hamstring more years than not. Yeah, but when Julio's healthy, he's he's unstoppable. So, Well, I'll give you that. When he's healthy, he's unstoppable. But when was the last time he was healthy? Hey, man, I mean... It's not bash Julio, man. <laughs> I'm not bashing Julio. I'm not trying to bash Julio, but I'm just saying. But, you know. I'm saying, you know, he can be questionable and suit up. I hear you. I hear Gronkowski, you. Gronkowski did a documentary and said he was banged up most of his career with concussions and everything. But he still got on the field and still did his thing. Q, There's I lots think, of receivers that get out there. I think, I think if Julio could, he would have because he loves the game that much. Yeah, and Gronk was so banged up, he took a year off. So, I mean, what does that say you? He took a whole year off. That is true. You met, add up all the games that Julio's missed over and, the years. No, no, no. It's no, a no, lot no, of games. But, it's a lot of games. But, Between that yeah, toe and that hamstring, it's a lot of games. But, but, that's, but that's a game here, game there, and then, 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 then he's playing. Then a game here, game there, he's playing. You got Gronk, who took a whole year. Yeah. Didn't suit up, no practice, no warm-ups, none of that. He took a whole year off and then came back, and he's still not the same Gronk. He's just doing the same. But they're doing the same thing with Julio. Julio's not doing anything in the preseason. They're trying to keep him healthy, keep him fresh. The Falcoholics talked about that. Julio was riding a bike most of the time during the preseason. I hear you, Q, but I don't think you chance it with Julio, especially when you got really performing the way he's been performing lately and Russell Gage. Why risk it with Julio when you have too many? Yeah. I mean, I get you. I get you, but I'm just saying teams that can do their job while Julio rest up and, and to get back to 100%. You have too many players that can do their job. No, I, I mean, I get you. I honestly get you. I just think there's games we lost where... Maybe Julio could have stepped it up a little bit and been like, hey, I'm going to suit up and I'm going to come out there. Maybe it's only a quarter. Maybe it's only a half. Maybe, you know, whatever it is. But I just I just feel like maybe he could have helped Dan Quinn. Maybe not. Probably not. But nah, I think the writing was on the, wa- the wall. I think all those players did what they could. The ones, I, the starters and the good players that always we know that can so make it happen. Would you guys be willing to say this then? Would you be willing to say this? If Julio hadn't been injured and been healthy all this time, Dan Quinn would still have a job right now. No, no, not at all. Because we could, could because we still be zero and five. Right, Julio is the okay. whole team, man. It's not just Julio. So, but uh, all right, let's let's just move on, move along about talk a little bit about more about author's decision, and uh, he put a he put a video out with Rich McKay, pretty much addressing a lot of the questions that people were asking about his decision and where they're going and who's going to take his place and all that. So uh, we did find out that uh, he did promote Raheem Morris as the the coach now. Well, who, 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 which one of us thought he would do that? He turned, 
I was just hoping that it wasn't dirt. That's right. all I was hoping. Right. So Raheem Morris has been there the longest. So yeah, he he knows the team better. And, 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 and um, who's the other and, guy? Aries called it. Greg Greg called it, and I called it. We right. all said Morris. And Ehrlich is going to be the defensive coordinator now, right? Yeah, yeah, he, he's been promoted to DC. Now, Raheem Morris is the interim coach. So, right. I mean, he's he's got a ten ten week interview to prove that you know he deserves this head coaching job. So, yeah, and Arthur said that too because someone asked Arthur, would he consider <laughs> making Raheem the permanent coach? And he said, sure, if he wins the next eleven games straight. <laughs> He said, but no, he was like, he did, but he didn't. He said, no, he, he's like, he definitely uh, has, will definitely consider him, you know, especially, you know, he has, a, a, he actually has an advantage, you know, to show and prove that he can turn it around. So he's pretty much saying that, yeah, if he can turn it around, he is a, almost a sure end for the job. So the question is, can it be turned around? Uh, with these players? No. Yeah. And also, uh, they they fired the special teams coach, and I think they should have fired the nutritionist coach. I said that like two years ago when we first started having all those injuries. But um, I don't know who is replacing the special teams. Uh, yeah, I had the guy. I pulled it up. I read it earlier, but uh, he's been replaced. Um, yeah, man, Arthur is not messing around. He's like, you know, I bought this team to bring championships and winning to the city and that's what I promised the fan base he's like um, DQ's a great guy you know Thomas is a great guy I knew his family personally it hurts to do this but the bottom line was the performance and the performance wasn't there so he had to make the hard choice he gave him and he said I gave him every opportunity to turn it around which everyone can agree that he did and they just couldn't get it done. And he said the reason they asked him why he did release Thomas and uh, and uh, DQ and why he did it before the end of the season. He said that last year when he decided to keep DQ on, he had a powwow with all four of them. They made a pack and they were like, look, this is a do all season. We got to get this playoffs a bust. If we have to make the playoffs, if we don't make the playoffs, then there's going to be complete changes, not just coaching. And they all agreed to it. And then, and then he said, and they went 0-5, and, and no team can go 0-5 and, and make the playoffs. So he's like, why wait? Just do it now. Gangsta. What do y'all think about that? I mean, makes sense, right? Yeah. Yeah, I agree yeah. with it. I mean, and, 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 Dimitrov has been there through Mike Smith, the Mike Smith era, and now Dan Quinn. So you know what I'm saying? It, it, he he had to go as well. I mean, I mean, when they got rid of Mike Smith, I remember everybody howling for 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 you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Thomas did Dimitrov's head as well. So and, and and then he kept Dimitrov. Yeah, and um, you know, but to be fair, they if it wasn't for Thomas, we would have. A lot of the good players that we did have, you know, would have Matt, wouldn't have Julio, wouldn't have Grady Jarrett. No, I mean, no, I, he, he's, he's made some some good picks. Yeah. But he's also made some bad ones. Oh, yeah. 
Oh, excuse me. But, uh, yeah, so, man. And, you know, I think Arthur was very fair about how he handled this. I think he was a little more than fair. That's why I don't think anybody's really upset about this whole thing. Now, another thing that was brought up that people have been talking about is Matt Bryant. And um, they were wondering with the with what with the when asked about Ryan's future going along with you know with the uh, franchise, he said that uh, he hopes Ryan will be a part of the team in the future. But he said, uh, but he did say he would leave that decision that decision up to the new head coach and a new GM. So basically, he's saying that you know I love Matt and all that, but it's not it's not going to be up to me. It's going to be up to the new coach and GM. So well, he's still he's still Matt a lot of money. So I'm figuring it's going to be hard to get rid of Matt. It's going to be hard to get rid of Julio. It's going to be hard to get rid of both of them. But you might can trade Julio for a first round pick. I say keep Matt. I wouldn't say a first round pick, to be honest. Right. I don't think he would get a first round pick for Julio. No. No. And as for Matt, Matt does have a lot of dead cap space, but I think after two years, it may be enough that they can make moves with. So they may just focus on with the new head coach and GM beefing up the defense, actually start to build a a new defense, lead the offense as is. And then maybe after two more years, uh, you know, they can actually think about trying to get a quarterback. I don't know if they draft one in the upcoming draft. Maybe they wait to the next draft, but who knows? Everybody's hollering that the quarterback from Clemson. Trevor Lawrence. Trevor. Trevor yeah. Lawrence, yeah. I, 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 he's, don't get me wrong. He's he's good in college, but I don't think he will pay pans out in the pros. Right. I, I really don't. I mean, you know, he's he's a good quarterback and he's doing great now in college but I just I just don't see him making it in the pros and for them to to, I'm not going to say waste the first round draft pick on him but to use their first round pick on him if if he's available is scary yeah and then and then they cut then they somehow you know to release trade or whatever Matt Ryan and now you're stuck with this guy and no Solution until next year. It's just ugh, that's scary to be that team to to take two quarterbacks in the first round back to back years, like Arizona did, or uh, let me see the B- B- Buffalo Bills. Right. It's it's just scary. What do you think, you? I mean, I don't know. I mean, I've heard that he uh, Trevor Lawrence is going to um be with Bill Belichick, anyways. So we'll see how that works out, but um, chicken, yeah, I don't know about. I think if anybody needs to go, maybe get rid of Julio, keep Matt. I think you can build around Matt for a little bit longer, maybe three or four more years. But I don't know though about bringing in a, a rookie quarterback. What do you I agree? Somebody said this. What do y'all think about this? Someone said that they wouldn't put it past Bill Belichick to make an offer for Matt. I know he has Kim. I wouldn't. Yeah, I wouldn't either. I don't know. I don't know about that. I think I think Bill can win with Cam, and he's winning with Cam. I mean, Cam's out right now with his COVID, but when Cam gets back, there's still a lot of season left. And I'd be interested to see what Cam can do. I mean, look at Tampa Bay with Brady right now. I, I think Cam's in a better situation than Tom is. So, yeah, but can Sam so we'll can, can Cam stay healthy? 
He missed the whole season. In New England, I think he can. And he had the surgery, and he's and he's. I think he's back now. I think Cam will be all right. All right. I mean, that was. An, I thought that was an interesting. I wouldn't put it past him, but I forgot who said that. But they may have been on pound for pound or something. But uh, I never thought about that. But uh, you never know, man. You never know. And as far as Trevor Lawrence goes, I mean, someone said that, that could be an appealing uh, bargaining chip to get a new coach in. You know, he's like, you can come here, new franchise, you can put your stamp on it, and you're going to have the number one draft pick quarterback in Trevor Lawrence or an opportunity to get him. That might be some good, you know, bargaining chips, but I don't think we're going to get Trevor. You have to be at, you to, yeah, you got to be at the Jets for him. The Jets are horrible, and I don't think they're going to win a single game all season. Well, I think I, we will win maybe five or six games this season. I don't. I don't think the Jets go after a quarterback. Right. That's the thing. I don't think because because they just what, um, what's his name? They just they just drafted him like two three years ago. Uh, the guy out of SC. I forgot his name, but anyway. Right. Uh, I don't think they go after a quarterback. Um. Yeah. I mean, the Browns are in a good spot, so they, so they're not going to have a top five pick for once in, in the last ten years. Hmm. Um, who who else who else is in desperate need of a quarterback that's doing in really bad this year? Maybe Jacksonville. I don't know. Yeah, Jacksonville I mean, has Minshew. I mean, they they seem to, to, to like Minshew. So I don't know if if they have the opportunity. I don't. I, I they might take a quarterback, but is that's not a hundred percent. But I mean, they might take them. That doesn't mean they're going to use them. They could use them right. to trade, you know. <laughs> so it's going to be an interesting draft. I'll just say that much. But personally, I don't think our quarterbacks is even like I said before. I don't think I think he's a freshman in college. <laughs> so uh, I don't think they're giving up on Matt just yet, even with a new GM and and head coach. But. Uh, uh- too much, too much money invested. Right. On right. So uh, someone also asked them, uh, would he leave the door open for a non-traditional GM and head coach hiring sequence? Uh, he said, you know, could it be a GM first or a head coach first? You know, I mean, I'm thinking he may go with the coach before the GM. Because I hope he does. Because wasn't. Rich McKay a GM in Tampa? I believe so, yeah. Rich McKay, yeah. I believe so. So, I mean, he probably can take those duties over until they find the right GM. I mean, well, y'all are, are artists on my picks. I posted that on Twitter and... What are they, man? Go ahead and read them off. Um... While you're looking, I can read some that I saw that's on the internet. And this one that was interesting. And let me know when you're ready. But, you know, of course, Eric, uh, the enemy from Kansas City, their uh, offensive coordinator is the big number one that everybody's talking about. And uh, also Josh McDaniels from the uh, the, the Patriots, their uh, offensive coordinator. And uh, Lincoln Riley. I don't want to coach. I don't want a college coach in here. And... Uh, then there's Brian DeBall from uh, the the Bills. He's an offensive coordinator. Now this last one, 
is a big ass hell no for me. Byron Lethwich. Defensive coordinator for the Bucks. That's a big I hell no. I've heard that name so many times. I almost texted you guys today. They were talking about that on NFL Network, and they've been talking about it for the past three days. So, where well, there's smoke, there's fire. The NFL Network was saying that I think there's, there's a good chance where there's smoke, there's fire. Because they know a lot more than we do as far as the behind the scenes. I mean, I. The Bucks haven't done well as him with him when Jameis was there. I mean, what do they think that he could be any different here as a head coach? Well, well Brady is there and they're at the top of the division, right? Yeah, but that's Brady, and they they just started. I'm talking, you know, we got to go back to the past. What what can he do? What can he do with Matt and Julio? Who Byron? Yeah, absolutely nothing. You don't think so? I, that's my personal opinion, but I have a personal issue. I just don't like him. I can't get over him when he was our quarterback for that oh, short no, period of no. time. <laughs> I just same can't page, get past same that. Page, same page. <laughs> and don't tell nobody, but if y'all looked at him, he kind of looks like Al G a little bit, but don't tell him I said that. Oh, no. <laughs> I mean, that ain't a bad thing, but I'm just saying. He reminds me of Al G a little bit. They kind of look alike. LG gonna kill the me. only college, the only college coach, coach I would consider would be Nick Saban. <laughs> oh, the new COVID boy! Did you hear that he tested positive for COVID today? No, I didn't. Yeah, the game might be off this week. I hope it's not, but yeah, I heard it. Yeah. Ooh, y- y'all go dodge a bullet then, huh? <laughs> <laughs> no, I, if if he wasn't, man, I think the dogs would have. The dogs' defense is playing pretty good, so. But uh, anyway, but uh, now I don't. I don't want Saban. Saban is not going to go back to the NFL. He was at the NFL once. He's not coming back. He has too much power in Alabama. Why would you give that up? Yeah, yeah true, <laughs> true, true. But um, but yeah, man. So yeah, Arthur's making these moves, man. The Godfather himself, and you know, he he said he's going to deliver a winning product here. He hears us. He hears us. But like other people were saying, you know, we got what we asked for. So be expecting that, you know, this could get worse for a while before it gets better. Oh, I think it's going to. It's going to get worse. Whoever comes in and whoever comes in. Now we're going to put it all on on um, one author. I mean, he's single handedly saying he's going to try to do this thing itself so we're gonna be watching well him and Rich don't bring yeah don't bring it well cause he said well you said he's been together for a while well you said he's gonna lead heavy on Rich and he's gonna kinda be have a hands off approach as far as personnel he's gonna lead the personnel to whoever the new coach and and uh, GM's gonna be so He's going to do like what he did a little bit with Quinn. He gives you all the resources resources you need to do the job. And if you're not getting the job done, you're out. And I think the only reason that Quinn stayed so long was because he took it to the Super Bowl. If he hadn't have done that, I think he would have been gone at least two years ago. That was, yeah, that I don't been. know about that. Tell you the truth. Because uh, Dan Reeves took us to the Super Bowl. Yeah, and in the very next season, he was fired after that very next season. So, was Arthur the owner then? Yeah. Oh, he was. 
Oh, no, no, maybe it wasn't. Yeah, I'm think. thinking of the NFC Championship. Yeah, our, uh, with Jim Mora. Blank yeah, came Arthur, in Arthur was in, in 02. Yeah, you're right. Okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah, that was a whole Blank, different. Blank came in 02. It was a whole different, yeah, you're right. Yeah. But uh, but oh. you know what? I'll, I'll, t- I'll, I'll say this about Quinn. You know, at least he, we were, we were hoping Smitty would have gotten us to the Super Bowl, you know, and he didn't. He tried his damnedest, but he, you know, he just couldn't do it. And it may be what Smitty built up. It may be Kyle Shanahan, but at least DQ made us feel proud and happy to get, you know, to get there for that fleeting moment, even though it, you know, <laughs> it was like one of those trap door type situations. You're right there and they pull it away from you. But uh, he, um, he actually, he actually left a message for the fan base. He left a letter that they put out on Twitter and uh, he's a pretty classy dude here. I'll read it real fast. He said, um, to the city of Atlanta, how fortunate am I that I close this chapter the very same way I open it with gratitude. Being the head coach of your Atlanta Falcons has been the privilege of a lifetime. I can't express my appreciation enough to Arthur Blank for the opportunity to represent this organization for the past six seasons. It's, it, it truly has been my family. My wife Stacy and I will never for, uh, will forever be grateful for every single person in, in this organization who made our lives uh, better and fuller. I will miss so many things but none more than the men in the locker room. From pro bowlers to practice squad players, it was an honor to fight shoulder to shoulder with you and to be a part of your lives on and off the field. Finally, to the people of Atlanta and Falcons fans everywhere, I can't thank you enough for making this Jersey Boy feel right at home. I know there are great things ahead for this team and I'll continue to root like hell for them and for you. I hope... I represented your team with the grace and uh, character you deserve. In Brotherhood, Dan Quinn. Not Brotherhood and Dan. Yeah, that shit's been dead, DQ. <laughs> I, I like it. That's deep. That's deep. I like it. Yeah, it's man. Hard to shim go. I yeah. mean, it was, it was nice, you know what I'm saying, that he did all that. But, I mean, it's just, I wish he would have put more effort into the team. Exactly. 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 But, uh, hey, man. So, it's over. It's a new chapter, y'all. It's a new chapter. It's a new day, man. So, before we end this chapter on Quinn, anything else y'all want to say about Quinn and Thomas before we go on? Good riddance. <laughs> You're cold as ice, Harry. Harry's your cold as ice. <laughs> I, I do want to say Dan Quinn was a great coach, and I'm sorry yeah, it didn't work out for him. Sorry it didn't work out for him. I'm sure he's gonna bounce on his feet, be a defensive coordinator somewhere, and probably come back to Atlanta and kick our ass. So don't be surprised about that. But yeah, if he goes back to Pete Carroll, maybe. But uh <laughs> All right, and you listening to the what's up? No, I mean Go ahead. No, go, go, go. Yeah, no, I mean he, he he was a good coach. He he brought a lot of fun uh fun games, exciting times, you know, the, the ups and downs, but it's just yeah. I want I want a ship, and before I die as a Falcon fan, I want a ship. Yep. So I hear you, man. We all want one, man. We definitely do, and we can do it, man. So you know, that reminds me of uh, <laughs> of what happened when the Eagles got their first one a few years ago, and they had a little special on Fox, and they were talking about you know all the fans were excited, and this one fan was like. 
he was a hardcore fan, but he died before this happened. <laughs> and I think on his on his last wish was like, I I want the Eagles players to be my uh, my pallbearers at my funeral, so they can just let me down one last time. I don't want us to have to say that about the Falcons. Wow. <laughs> I don't want that to happen to us, you know. But uh, yeah, that's kind of harsh. <laughs> hey, man, Philly—they don't—they don't mess around. Nah. And you listen- hey, there, hey, there's this there's this one Eagles fan. <laughs> he's uh, he's all over social media, YouTube, and he took all his Eagles stuff down off the wall after they went well. I think I think they were like zero and three. He yeah. said, I'm done with the Eagles. <laughs> oh, did you? Uh, I guess you didn't listen to the beginning of our last episode. There's this. I heard it. <laughs> I was seeing a video. There was a local Atlanta mama who was pissed off with the Falcons, and I, I put the audio at the beginning of our last show. But you got to see the video. She went through her whole house with her sons and kids and took all the Falcon shit, especially from the team members that are here now. Grabbed it all off the wall, got that shit, and put it in a, a fire pit and burned it. Even a signed autograph Matt Ryan jersey that she paid two fifty for, she burned it. It's like whoa! But I'll, I'll send that video to y'all, man. That that was crazy. Yeah, I, gotta, I gotta see that. <laughs> um, I heard I, the audio. I just seen the video. I saw, I saw a video where a dude takes his his Falcon hats and put him puts them in the barbecue pit and sets them on fire. It, it was on Facebook. So I'm like, oh, I'm like, really? Like it ain't just, that bad. So, so you one of those fake fans. You one of those fair weather fans. Anybody who do does that is a fair weather fan. You know what I'm saying? And, yeah. In my opinion, because to to, have, to stand behind your team, you have to be able to endure the lows and the highs. Right. But we've had so, a lot of lows. <laughs> we've had a lot of lows. Believe me, as, a lot as of lows. A, as not a, enough as to a, go do all that, man. Yeah. As a fan living in California. Yeah, believe me, I get the blunt of all the shit talk. I'm sure. I'm you sure. know, so yeah, and you're a bid maker, so you're putting yourself out there. Yeah, and and to be a bid maker, you gotta have thick skin because of all the comments you get and all the responses and and and, and all that. Right. So I've I've grown over the years to have thick skin, but i may i may hate this team at times like they did disgust me but i'm still a falcon fan regardless like no matter what oh yeah yeah and i agree with you man you know we can talk shit all day long but we're not going to do anything to that extreme and pick another team because you know what's the point in that man you know that's just ridiculous doing that but i just thought that was crazy yeah, but I mean, I mean like I said, it was this guy who burned all yeah. his hats, burned all his hats on and put in the barbecue pit, pour lighter fluid on them, and yeah, set them on fire. So I, I left the comment. I was like, "Well, get the fuck on, because we don't need you." And that that comment alone has already already got like <laughs> forty likes. Indeed, man. We have to post that on our site, on our Twitter feed. <laughs> Send it to us. <laughs> all right. Yeah, or you know, hit us up on that on Twitter with it. But um, yeah, man, that's crazy, man. These people, you know, I mean, I know here if you live here in Atlanta, and I hear you, Aries, you get it real hard out there. But 
here, man, I mean, they're a diehard Falcons fan still, but they can get really pissed off, man, and do stuff like that. And uh, but the very next season or whatever, they're right back there. You know? Yeah. They're right back there. Yeah. And we haven't won shit, but they're still back there. So, you know, that's just dumb doing burning it like that. If you got money to waste like that, you know, more power to you. Yeah, I wish I could have snatched yeah, that. Exactly. My Matt Ryan jersey out of her hands. I know, I know, right? She didn't burn Julio. She said Julio ain't doing anything wrong. <laughs> yeah. He's part of the team. He wears the same colors. I know, so right? You don't burn that. Burn the rest of them. <laughs> well, she got a she got a Biden twenty twenty sign in her yard, so that's why she burned that Julio Jones jersey. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we already know it's up. But uh, all right, y'all, and uh, okay, let's let's uh, move on. Uh, let's go uh, around the league real quick. All right, the first only thing I want to talk about around the league is did y'all see that gruesome ass? Oh yeah, we saw it. Happened man. to Dak Prescott, man. How did you not God, see? It? Damn, that was gross. I didn't. I don't. I don't know why I watched it. I didn't think it was going to be as bad as it was. But dude tried to play it off, and after he rolled on his back, he tried to line it back up again. I was like, Nah, dog. Bro, yeah, he, he, sl- he slammed it on. He slammed it on the turf. Like, oh. get back in. Like, Nah, bro, that's not happening. No. no. Well, if y'all didn't see it, Dak broke his ankle, and if you watch the video, you see his that's, ankle dangle. That's not a break. That's <laughs> yeah. a fracture. Oh, his foot! His foot was going the opposite way of his. Oh, yeah, <laughs> oh man! Oh my god! That was so. That was so gruesome. I watched it like three or four times. Oh, that's oh man! Oh, oh! God damn! I was like, oh. ESPN ran a story that day though. He's still a hundred million dollar quarterback though. They're saying he's still going to be a. He's going to bounce back and be a hundred million dollar quarterback. He's, he's playing. He's playing on his franchise tag. So yeah. I mean his his. It's thirty-five million is guaranteed, so he gets to sit out the rest of this year with, with a bank full of cash. But so they did get the deal done. He's, he's getting re, he's getting re-signed for a contract that's going to be similar to Matt Ryan, similar to you know all these quarterbacks that have signed these big deals in the last few years. Yeah. They're saying he can still get that. They're saying that ankle injury is not that significant. They're saying that Tua's hip injury was like worse than that and you know he got picked up by a team so they were like he'll be fine with this little ankle injury they said it wasn't like the middle of the leg you know sometimes you break it right in the middle of the leg and it yeah. snaps in the middle of the leg and it's going crazy oh lord they said no oh, ankle <laughs> and ankles are meant to bend and break oh. and they're saying he'll be okay and you saw his, him and his brother posted a video like an hour later a picture an hour later he was in the hospital posing right before his surgery surgery's already been performed so more than likely he'll be back for the, for the start of the regular season next year. <clears throat> I like that. that and, you know, that's assuming if, that COVID if, if doesn't push back him. the start. Yeah, if they sign him. Yeah. If they will not take a That's what ESPN is saying. is like, no yeah. matter what, he'll, he'll be back. Maybe he's not a cowboy. They're saying he'll be back and he's going to get that contract because they were saying that injury is not that significant because it was, because it was the ankle and not a Another middle of the leg break, or you know, it wasn't like that. You know, I don't know if y'all saw Todd Gurley's injury in college. Right, yeah, I, I saw that. But yeah, they, but they were saying it wasn't. It wasn't one like that. 
I mean, look at Todd. He, you know, he still made it back. But and, what, you know, it, what happened? Saying he'll be back. Did he just roll it or <laughs> did do? No, um, it, it kind of rolled, but he got <laughs> so got caught at the same time. The defensive guy kind of landed on it. Oh, and just kind of and just oh. kind of made it do a. You know your foot face the front. Ah, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. We, we got it. We got it. Twist it to the back. <laughs> we yeah. got it. We got it, man. I, I can't even stand still thinking about it, man. Wow, oh, man. You look uh, like a black transformer. <laughs> well, well, well. Speedy recovery to Dak, man. That's that's yeah. That was gruesome. Uh, anything else happened around the league worth worth mentioning? No. Right. Yeah, of course. Oakland beat the undefeated Chiefs. Are you kidding me? Oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, they did. I didn't know that. Yeah, that was a good game. That was a good game. I, I enjoyed oh, watching. That was a good game. Wow, yeah. Chuck, yeah, you got, got it done. We got that one locally here. Wow. Oh, being being out here, they I cut the cord and went to. Uh, yeah. I cut the cord and went to Fubo. I think that's what it's called. Fubo TV, something like that. If you guys heard of it. Anyways, you can get the Red Zone channel. So now I can watch the Falcons game and then the Red Zone channel at the same time. So I've been able to catch a lot of stuff around the league. Um, Baltimore is looking good. A lot of teams looking good right now, man. Who do y'all think may have? See, Titans are looking real good. A lot of teams looking good right now, man. I think this is going to be an interesting season, an interesting playoff. And I'm very, oh my gosh. What about the Pittsburgh Steelers? Y'all watch the Pittsburgh Steelers? If, if, if you had to choose somebody coming out of the AFC, who, who who would you pick? I don't know. That's what I'm trying to tell you. The Steelers look good. Tennessee looks good. I'm interested to see how the um, season finishes up with the Patriots okay. and Cam. I mean, it's still early enough to, to see how that finishes okay. up. The Kansas now. City Chiefs. Now you can ask me about the NFC. <laughs> no. No, now you no, okay, good. Now, no, what what a lot of people were, were were talking about on how Tom Brady was so dominant, whatever, is because of the division. Now that he's gone, you see how the gate opens up, and you have four to six other teams, yeah, able to cut, able to come out that side. Be, 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 before it was like no matter no matter how good a team did, it was always New England, New England, New England, New England. Now that Brady's out of that. Out of the AFC, you have four or six teams that are fighting for that number one spot. Five years ago, it was just New England all day. I got a feeling New England's still going to be in the hunt of things, though. Bill yeah, Belichick, once he gets came back, not on that the dominant team, though. That they're not that dominant team anymore. They may be good, but but they're not dominant. I I can I can tell you, Kansas City can beat New England. Uh, Pittsburgh can beat New England. Um, the, the Ravens can be New England. The Titans can be no. New England. They have, you yeah. know what I mean. So there, there's that group of teams now. Now that Brady isn't isn't the star player on that team, and and they have this such good good working skills. Now it's it's a okay. Let's gonna see. Let's, we'll see. Now in the NFC, it's still a toss up. You you got three or four teams that's guaranteed to make it out. Hey man, these Saints keep surprising me. I hate to say it because they're in our division. Yeah. Hey, they had a nice comeback win the other night. Man. Barely they keep surprising me. Beat the Chargers. Barely beat the Chargers, and that's only they because they barely the beat them. They they came back and they came back and beat them. They were they were getting their asses kicked. They still barely beat them. Now had that court. Now okay, the only reason why they won that game is because that quarterback is a rookie. Had he been more experienced and, and, and more composed. To handle that kind of 
pressure late in the game, Chargers win that. Guarantee it. But the fact that they had a, it was a rookie quarterback was the reason why they lost that game. Hmm. Maybe so, and I'll, and I'll give you that. Having a rookie quarterback didn't help, but they had a big, giant lead. And when I went to bed, I thought to myself, all right, well, you know, the Falcons lost, but, you know, we'll be okay because other teams are losing. And then all of a sudden, I wake up the next morning. I'm like, how'd the Saints come back and win this shit? And don't give up on the Saints. I know we don't want to say, I know we, I know we don't want to say we love the Saints because we obviously don't. But don't give up on the Saints to win some big games because that was a big time comeback on uh, was that Monday Night Football? I think that was Monday Night Football. Well, like you used to say, Q, uh, even the sun shines on a dog's house. <laughs> Even a blind squirrel finds a nut. Yep. <laughs> All right, guys. You listen to the What's Up Falcons? They're probably going to win the division, so I'll give them that. All right. Listen to the What's Up Falcons podcast. All right, guys. Let's get these predictions in so we can wrap it up. All right. We're going to face the Vikings. At, are we going up there? I can't remember. Vikings. It doesn't matter. On the road. <laughs> on the road. It don't matter. It's the Vikings. Yeah. So you use that an L? Yeah, that's, that's another L. They, they go 0-6. <laughs> what do you think, Q? I don't know what to think, man. I'm a little bit confused. Yeah. Um, if Dan Quinn was coaching, I'd say it'd probably be an L. Now we got a new interim coach. I don't know, man. I think we might pull this off. Just squeak by. If, if, we, if, might we, squeak win by. Game, if we win this game, I'll be shocked. Don't get me wrong. I, I, I'm always have faith in my boys. But as of right now... I'm gonna have to lean towards the Vikings. Their defense is stout. Oh yeah, me too. <laughs> right, look at their record, though. Look at their, their look at their record. Their, hey, they, you, you you blame that on offense, but their defense is stout. Yeah, I I, I don't know. I mean, I, I agree with you guys, but I'm hoping that since Arthur's not playing and let you know in the firings and the changes and stuff like that, is it going to either motivate the guys or they're just going to totally not be motivated but I think uh, I think they may stand up because since they've been pretty much put on blast nationally hopefully they will stand up and say yo well they're playing for their jobs so I I think we might we might win if we do it's going to be very close so what are you saying give me give me give me something I'm going to say I'm going to say right now I think Falcons by three I don't know why I'm saying it but I'm going to take Falcons by three I think we're going to turn around this game if we don't turn around this game, the season is over. Well, I'm rolling with you. It's not going to be by much. It may be a uh, field goal, so it may be uh, by three. By Yang Wei. Cool. Kung Fu ticket, baby. <laughs> All right, guys. You listen to the What's Up Falcons podcast. All right, man. Well, I'm sure we're going to have a lot to talk about going forward. Um, I was going to try to have JR on tonight, but he had some family things. So uh, maybe we'll try to have him on next week uh, over there at Pound for Pound. M- M- MJ, MJ, the king of pop. He's going to be on the next show, man. Whoa. All right. He picks yeah. a great time to, to come back when things are changing. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, all right. We'll see what the great MJ has to say next week. So definitely check that out, y'all. Oh. Let me read a Twitter question since we played the Panthers and, you know, they beat us. You know, we weren't going to get by without hearing from our favorite couple okay. up in Greensboro, okay. Maurice and Angela. 
So, of course, they sent us a text uh, right after the game. Well, I love those guys. <laughs> they can do no harm. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go. All right, I'll read it to you guys. They say, uh, what's up, guys? Maurice and Angela from Greensboro saying hello. They said, I really don't know what to say. To be 0-5 must be disheartening. So step back from the edge and remember there's always next week. From the podcast last week, remarks were made that the Panthers might be the worst team in the NFL. And there is no way the Falcons could lose. I know it's been a long time since that was the, me. Yeah. <laughs> I know it's been a long time since the Panthers won in the ATL, but I think that was due primarily because Cam tried to 2014. Hard. 2014 was the last time actually. <laughs> yep. They said primarily primarily because Cam tried too hard being from the ATL. But you guys said that the Panthers team was the worst in the NFL, but who won this game? Anyway, we can't wait to hear the show next week, and please take it easy on us the next time we play. I guess the loss to the worst team in the NFL did it in for your coach, for your head coach, DQ. It's like when the Panthers lost to the Redskins and they fired Run the next game. Some losses are hard to take. And where, and where is he at now? Where is he at now? <laughs> I know, right? Washington. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so keep your heads up, guys. The only way to go is up. And, um, and as... The game proved Sunday anything can happen. Keep up the good work in your world-famous podcast. And my wife said, maybe the Falcons will play your Dolphins team soon. Ha, 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 ha. I don't know what that means, but uh, wow, yeah, yeah, man. yeah, the Dolphins are the, the worst team. I'm gonna have to, yeah, the Dolphins are are, are bad, worse than the Panthers. I'm gonna have to agree with that one. But uh, <laughs> the Dolphins yeah. are the Jets. The Dolphins, the Jets, and Jacksonville. All right, yeah. Yeah. And now us. <laughs> yeah, and now us. Wow. I called him the show. I said, Negro Dumbass is wrong. I said, we were going to be one and four going into the season and throughout this whole season. I thought this was going to be the, the first one of the season. And I was wrong. And now I don't know what to think. So you may not hear from Negro Dumbass for a while. <laughs> Thank God. Because he was always wrong. <laughs> I don't know who he wasn't. You better check his track record. <laughs> Well, I guess this is what the bottom rock bottom feels like. Then we, are yeah, we ain't rock bottom yet. <laughs> we ain't rock bottom. We at the bottom. We ain't rock bottom. <laughs> but it just it just confuses me. We lost to a Tennessee Titans team last year, who like a week or two after we lost, well, benched Marcus Mariota and said, "You know what? You, you're not the guy anymore." And now look at them. Look, look, look how I'm just saying. Look how they turned it around. They beat the Patriots in the playoffs that same season and eliminated the Patriots. And then look at them last night on Tuesday. You guys don't watch Tuesday Night Football, but they look damn good against the undefeated Bills team. I'm just like, I just don't know. I mean, we got so many weapons. We got so much going on for us here in Atlanta. I just don't get it, man. Yeah. Just don't get it either. Oh, oh, we forgot around the league. We got to talk about the Jets releasing that um, they're running back. Well, who they who they release? Bell. Oh, Le'Veon Bell. Oh, Bell. Yeah. Oh, they oh. cut Bell. GG's. Yeah. Yesterday. So. Okay. I don't know. I don't think the Falcons will pick him up because there's no, no, no hope in doing that. But somebody will pick him up and they'll probably make a run with them. I won't be surprised if Belichick picks him up. Mark yeah, my words on that one. Yeah, but their running game's pretty good right right now. They really don't need him. He'll be he'll be he'll be third string. 
Yeah. And maybe who knows? Bell Bell's not going to want to be a third string quarterback. He's, he's going to want to go somewhere to where he's the number one back because because of, of his his big headed big headed ego. So right, he's a talented dude though. I mean, don't get me wrong, he's a talented no, he, dude. He is, but he's just big headed. So I'm sure somebody's going to pick him up, and I'm sure they're going to make a run with him. Probably won't be us, but mark my words, Nick Godumas. <laughs> Oh, it's somebody's gonna pick him up. Somebody's <laughs> gonna pick him up and make a run with him. Of course, somebody's gonna pick him up. He's just too good of a player. But uh, you know. So, so let me ask you guys just a question, real quick. Do you think the Falcons try to pick up any players before the trade deadline, or do anything crazy oh. before the trade deadline to try to turn the season around? Or you think it's just over for us and they just roll with what we got and call it a day? They need to focus on on other things. They're not yeah. gonna worry about worry about free agency right now. Yeah, I think at this point, yeah, they're just going to try to finish this out and get as many wins as they can. But what we have, I mean, unless something just, you know, falls in their lap, well, they can't turn it down. I mean, mean, granted, because of all the injuries we have on defense, they might pick up a, a, you know what I'm saying, a couple of defensive players here and there. But you won't see a a big splash with trades and free agency or all that. No, forget it. Yeah, that's over (laughs) until next season. (laughs) Yeah, and plus, who's going to want to ask you this one? Yeah, one last question. And you think during the off season, with all these holes that we need to fill, and there's a lot of holes. You know, holes? Think we can turn it around? Holes, holes in this house. There's some hope. holes. There's some uh, there's some holes in this offense too. Don't get me wrong. Oh, yeah. I can name a couple of holes. But uh, I mean, is this really a team you can turn around in one year? Nope. I don't think so. No, we're looking at two to three. Yeah. Uh, depending on who we get and 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 who they cut, so we we, we got to see who they bring in right. if they do bring in somebody. And uh, as far as head coach and uh, GM, we'll see about that. But depending on who they who they you know what I'm saying let go and and turn, it's gonna pretty much judge on how long it's gonna take. Right. They get rid of big names, then then you're looking at three to four years. Yeah. All right, fellows. Yeah, that's a that's a long time. All right, it is. But hey, you know what? We'll be here to cover it, just like we always are. And we invite you guys. Every bad season, we'll be here. Exactly, and we invite you guys to check us out and come back and listen with us and listen to what we have to say because we have a lot to say and a lot of things to talk about. But I want to thank everybody for checking out the What's Up Falcons podcast. Remember, you can check us out exclusively at Armchair All-American. You can check us out on iTunes, SoundCloud. No, not SoundCloud anymore, but uh, Google Play. Yeah, SoundCloud. Spotify. Yeah, forget SoundCloud. And uh, hey, don't forget, I haven't hocked this in a long time, but we still have T-shirts. We have gear, man. We have hats. We have shirts. We're working on masks, man. Somebody pick something up. (laughs) It's still there. We're actually working on a new store, so that'll be coming out soon. But we still have the old stuff, so inventory stock. We even have coffee mugs. Who don't want a coffee mug? Uh, well, hey, well, uh, let me. See. When y'all get the mask, let me know. I'll, I'll pick one up. All I'm right, like. they're coming very soon. Oh yeah, you won't catch anything with that Falcons mask. Hell no. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, all right, real quick, let me let me put up. My I, I don't know quick. because because watching these games, I'm always getting sick. So. <laughs> hey, Q, before you say that, one more thing about shirts, uh, Aries. Uh, one of our old listeners did send me a text and was asking about 
is every Falcon selling those shirts he referenced? What shirts did you reference? Uh, I don't I remember what you're talking about. Right, right. Uh, I yeah, I didn't know what he was talking about. I, I can ask him, but uh, yeah, yeah, ask him and, and refresh my memory because I, I don't remember. Okay. I'll definitely I'll, I'll text him back and see what he was talking about. But uh, go ahead, Key. What were you talking about? I was just gonna say, man, just getting back to this uh, these uh, these health announcements. We had a, a old drinking buddy from back in the day passed away this week, man. And I found out what he died from, man. And he uh, he died from um, he had diabetes. He didn't know it because he wasn't going to the doctor and wasn't getting checked out. And um, his liver was was fried from all the years of, of drinking beer and and, uh, and being overweight. Yeah, those three things um, caused him to get sick, and seventy-two hours later, to be dead. So I just want to tell everybody out there, man, if you're listening and you're not going to get into physical under the Obamacare, which we still have, luckily President Trump hasn't uh, been able to overthrow it yet. Right, it's still free to go to the doctor and, and get you to a physical. Go get you a physical, man, because everybody has these um, underlying health issues that you may or may not know about. But this dude had diabetes, cirrhosis of the liver. And obesity, didn't know it, started feeling bad and was dead 72 hours later. So it's a damn shame, man. I think if he was going to the doctor and getting a physical, they would have they would have caught that because, you know, I've been right. going to the doctor. They've been they've been catching things. So, man, just just go to the doctor and get that free physical while you can. And that Obamacare is free, man. Completely yeah. free. Just go. Yeah, go man. Do it, man. Yeah. Just yeah, find out what's going on inside your body. Yeah. Yeah, man. Yeah. Actually, I'm scheduled for mine next month. So, uh, yeah, man. Got to do that. Yeah, mine is already scheduled for December 6th. So, if you hear from me on December 7th, everything went good with the kid. (laughs) All right, cool. (laughs) But no jokes aside, man. Go get those physicals, man. If you're a Falcons listener and you listen, go get that physical while it's free. Definitely, definitely. We don't need to be losing more people than we already have. So, uh, yeah. Yeah. It's rough out here, y'all, but uh, that's okay. But we'll be here. We're gonna get. We're gonna stay healthy as well as we can, and we're gonna bring it to you guys. All the Falcons updates, news, changes. You know, we're gonna be here for you, along with Aries. So Aries, I want to thank you again, man, for for coming on and and stepping up and being such a good uh, player on our podcast, man. We really appreciate it. Oh man, it's like I said, man. It's always a pleasure to be here, man. I have fun with you guys, so. Same here, man. Same here. And uh, if y'all have anything else, we can wrap this up. That's it, man. Stay healthy, stay yeah. safe. And uh, yep, yep. we'll see another Falcons win, loss, possibly this weekend. Stay tuned. All right, y'all. Your time. <laughs> be- <laughs> it should be interesting. I mean, I, I, mean, I, I mean, at this point, I'd be happy with a tie. Yeah. Let's be real. <laughs> well, more is to be cussing somebody out either way. <laughs> Indeed, man. So, uh, all right, guys, if that is it, I will talk to y'all next week. See ya. All right. Peace. Peace. Check out the What's Up Falcons podcast exclusively at armchairallamericans.com. Subscribe to the What's Up Falcons podcast on iTunes and SoundCloud. Listen to the What's Up Falcons podcast at whatsupfalcons.com. Look around. 
You can find cars like these on Auto Trader, like that car riding your tail. Or if you're tailgating right now, all those cars doubling as kitchens and living rooms are on Auto Trader too. Are you working out and listening to this ad at the same time? Well, multitasking pro, cars like the ones in the gym parking lot are for sale on Auto Trader. New cars, used cars, electric cars, maybe even flying cars. Okay, no flying cars, but as soon as they get invented, they'll be on Auto Trader. Just you wait. Auto Trader.